Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard from Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to I'm WSB's Clark Howard from Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to into Forsyth and all the Metro 11. Both into Forsyth and all the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather, a traffic riddler, or breaking news. Breaking news immediately accurate from the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. Welcome to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.077 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang is all here. Low T. Chuck screening the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Not your typical Mark Aram Show, though. We are in full political mode tonight covering the Iowa caucus, the real kickoff to campaign 2016, the first Americans actually putting a pen to paper or uh, pushing the correct lever to vote for their candidates. We have complete coverage up until midnight live from Iowa. We'll hear from WSB-TV's uh, Aaron Coleman, Jamie Dupree in Iowa as well. Also joining us on the show, WSB political analyst Bill Crane, Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and our very own Eric Erickson. Let's start the program live in Iowa and live in his palatial estate in Macon. Day, uh, Jamie Dupree and Eric Erickson. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good hey, evening. Uh, so right now it appears that uh, Ted Cruz, we'll start obviously with the Republicans, uh, Ted Cruz appears to be winning Iowa. Jamie Dupree, your thoughts and what are you hearing on the ground in Iowa? Well, you know, it's like Eric and I had talked about. Uh, he certainly had advertised the best ground game and had done the work here. The question was, was he going to be able to catch Donald Trump? Well, now it looks like the polls were wrong on Donald Trump and maybe wrong by a bunch. Now the bigger question is, could there be still room for Marco Rubio to catch Donald Trump in Iowa and finish second, possibly? Rubio starting to stir up some numbers in some area counties around Des Moines. And, Eric, I don't know where it goes, but uh, it's very strong uh, numbers from Rubio tonight, getting well over 20%. So the best two nights, clearly, Cruz number one and Rubio number two. Yeah, I would think so. It, it is interesting, taking the polling spreads, that Ted Cruz is actually outperforming the spread by a higher margin than Rubio is. And Rubio, I've said for a week or so now that I thought he might be able to get into second place. Donald Trump, turns out he's going to be the one called a loser tonight in Iowa. In fact, a number of sites are already beginning to call it for Ted Cruz, including the uh, Decision Desk with the Eights of Spades website. They've been highly accurate in the past several election seasons saying they just don't see where trump or rubio can now surpass cruz's lead in iowa but the race is who's going to be in second place right now right now yeah, listen, jump in, that gentlemen, would be huge the, uh, if if rubio were to finish second and trump in third i mean that would be just a, a major setback for trump right now the numbers that i have and uh, these are as up-to-date as i can get we have cruz at 28 percent trump at 25 percent rubio at 22 percent with an estimated 75 percent vote votes in um, that 3% gap between Rubio and Trump, Jamie, is there is there enough votes out there that, that 
that Rubio could uh, leapfrog Trump into second place? Yeah, there's still 25% out, for example, uh, in uh, Dallas County, which is just to the west of, uh, of Des Moines. Rubio has 30% there to uh, 27% for Cruz and 22% for Trump. And Rubio winning up in Story County, which is just to the north where you've got Ames. Trump only getting 18% up there in Story County. So uh, Rubio has made some inroads. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say he's the number one story here because Ted Cruz winning is still the number one story on the Republican side. Uh, but uh, the fact is, is that Trump seems to be slipping a little. I'm not sure that Rubio can catch him, uh, but it's going to be close, which then uh, sort of points at, at, at Jeb Bush and at Chris Christie and at John Kasich. And you say, you know, you guys couldn't even compete, and you think you can stop Rubio in New Hampshire. Eric, let me ask you this. Um, Cruz's uh, victory, apparent victory here in Iowa, what does that do to the big money donors on on the GOP sidelines right now? Where's the money going to go after this uh, Iowa result? Well, I think that sound you're hearing tonight is the Jeb Bush donors rushing to Marco Rubio's side. But a lot of the Cruz donors, there was a New York Times story out that the Cruz campaign was having trouble raising money. I've talked to and actually know a number of the people running the Cruz Super PACs, and they've all said that a lot of large checks were written to the Super PAC, but they wanted to wait until after Iowa to see how things uh, shook up before they started spending the money. It looks like they're going to start spending that money now. The FEC reports that came out the other day shows that Ted Cruz has way more money than anyone else in the Republican race. In fact, he's got more money uh, combined with uh, Santorum, Huckabee, Christie, Fiorina, Kasich, Bush, and Paul. Jamie, what does this do to uh, Ted Cruz going forward to New Hampshire? Obviously, a win in Iowa doesn't mean anything long term, um, historically, but obviously this is a big boost and a lot of wind in his sails. Does this push his numbers up in, in New Hampshire? You know, I don't know how high he can go in New Hampshire. Remember, New Hampshire's a different place, and, you know, the, the very conservative kind of... Uh, of candidate for the Republican Party sometimes does does well in Iowa and doesn't do as well in New Hampshire. Uh, I would think that that you know the interesting thing to me will be the reaction of Trump tonight and how he deals with it and how he goes forward in New Hampshire. And if anything, uh, Cruz certainly gets a boost. So does Rubio, and it raises questions then about the polls and their accuracy in New Hampshire as well. Well, I, I, not to pat myself on the back, but 12 hours ago I, I tweeted out that I thought Cruz would win and win handily. And it, no no facts behind that, just a gut feeling. But I thought part of that gut feeling was this is the first time that people that, uh, quote, are Trump supporters actually had to stand up and, and be counted as Trump supporters. And I thought there'd be a, there'd be some uh, deterioration of the support once they got to the polls. Do you think, Eric, that has something to do with, with Trump's falling numbers here? You know... It- I, I do think that there's something to actually have to having to go. It looks like based on the turnout projections now, there was high new turnout for the Democrats, but not really significantly higher turnout for the Republicans uh, than in the past of new voters. So, yeah, I, I think Trump voters, there's a lot of sound and fury there, but they wouldn't actually show up at the polls. And th- that does bode poorly for Trump going forward. Now, granted, the other votes aren't caucuses. You can just fly by and cruise in, vote and leave. But it's still that suggests remember uh, pollsters got 2010 2012 2014 the british elections in 2015 and now this wrong and uh, we should we should uh, we're burying the lead on the other race too mark and that is with 80 percent of the vote in right now in the democratic race hillary clinton is ahead get get this one in your head 50.3 percent for clinton to 49.1 percent for sanders that's with 80 percent of the precincts in 
Martin O'Malley is getting uh, 0.6 or 7%, something like that. Uh, he's going to get out of the race, which is understandable. I think he was only viable in a handful of precincts. So Hillary Clinton barely holding on right now. Rubio now within, I think, 1.9% of Trump, only about 2,400 votes behind Trump, while Trump is behind Cruz by almost 5,000 right now. So Cruz uh, lengthening his lead over Trump, while uh, Rubio quietly, slowly getting closer to Trump overall in second. Jamie, this was, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I lost count. How many times have you covered the Iowa caucus in, in, in your uh, career? I think four or five, yes. What What was your feeling? Um, was, was there any different feeling on the streets uh, of Iowa this caucus than in caucuses past? Well, I mean, there's always a different feeling, but I mean, my quick read, and I, I told this to Eric when I saw him, and then it was amplified even more this weekend, I felt like Rubio had momentum. And I was very confused by the very good Des Moines Register poll telling me that Rubio had no momentum. It just seemed to me in my eyes and my gut that Rubio had right. a lot of momentum. Uh, and I also was very clear that Cruz was very well organized and had a lot of people for him. And frankly, the, the Trump events, they were flat. There just didn't seem to be much to them. And I just I couldn't figure how it all, you know, I, I guess there were too many people, maybe Eric, who were who were rolling the dice or flipping a coin when they got in there and, and made the poll so, so the wrong way. I don't know how to explain it any other way. Well, you know, looking at the exit or the entrance polling data, which is even less accurate than the exit polling mm -hmm. data, but there is some, some telling data in there that evangelicals were split pretty evenly between Cruz and Rubio, not as much for Trump as people originally thought. Uh, and it, Cruz is, or Rubio is doing very well in urban areas and and he's it, winning where romney won right he is and so i mean i i have said now for the last week particularly after being in iowa last week that rubio it wouldn't surprise me if he came in second place uh, what i do think is is the really big story out of all of this even more so than cruz winning is donald trump losing yes. given all yes. of the momentum all of the the sound and fury the online mob uh donald trump wasn't able to put together an operation yeah, and, you know, I talked to a guy today, Eric, he was a cruise guy in a rural county to the northwest of Des Moines, and, you know, he was asking me, and I was asking him, we were trading stuff. He was really convinced that Trump was going to do well, but I don't know, I just, you know, you point out the evangelical thing. A buddy of mine was in town this weekend, spent the weekend with um, uh, in-laws that have an evangelical pastor in the family, and he said, I saw him last night at the Sanders event, and he said all he did all weekend was ask this guy's friends at the church everywhere, who's voting for Trump, who's voting for Trump. And nobody knew anybody who was an evangelical who was voting for Trump. And I, I'd, I'd certainly like to see the exit polling on this, because th that was one of those things that we heard that he was polling well, but we couldn't find many of those people anywhere around. And maybe that explains why Jerry Falwell Jr. was with him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you know, can I just say there's something to be said here for boots on the ground reporting at times like this. Because he, he going out, anecdote eventually does become data when you encounter it so often. And whether it's here in Georgia or in Iowa or South Carolina, the number of evangelicals I have encountered who are Trump supporters are few and far between. And most of those who say they support him will only do it privately in a conversation when no one else is around, they're willing to whisper it. Mark Aaron with uh, Jamie Dupree in Iowa. Eric Erickson here discussing the uh, Iowa caucuses. The uh, first results are coming in. If you're just joining us, it looks like Ted Cruz will win Iowa. There's a battle going on for second place right now on the GOP side between uh, Donald Trump and Marco Rubio. Uh, we heard uh, Mar uh, O'Malley dropping out on the Democratic side. Uh, Eric, do we expect any dropouts on the GOP side after Iowa? 
Well, you know, there was a rumor earlier that Ben Carson was dropping out because he's going back to Florida, but his campaign released a statement and said, no, he just needs clean clothes before he goes to New Hampshire. So he's flying home. Um, I think that Huckabee and Santorum are over after Iowa, whether they realize it or not. I guess they could have zombie campaigns, but they're done. Well, and there's a Trump event in Little Rock on Wednesday, and there's a lot of people here who believe that Huckabee will endorse Trump at that event, but nobody knows that for sure. We, we got another Rubio endorsement today as well out of uh, South Carolina. Do you guys know much about that? Yeah, Tim Scott, the very popular senator from no South kidding. Carolina, is going to endorse Marco Rubio tomorrow in South Carolina. Oh, that is huge for Rubio. Yeah, that it is. is. He's already really got Trey Gowdy. Yeah, and then that's, uh, you know, the Rubio people have been, I thought they've been over-optimistic about South Carolina, frankly. They've been talking that up like they're going to storm in there. Uh, but, uh, again, uh, momentum. This is all about momentum, and Eric, you know this so well. Cruz gets a boost. Rubio gets a boost. Might be able to take advantage of it even more in New Hampshire, but Cruz certainly in South Carolina. But Trump... This will now spur days of negative stories about him. Yeah, sure. Well, by the way, with 97% in now, uh, Rubio is less than a point from Donald Trump for second place. That's huge. Eric Erickson, thank you for your time. Uh, We'll continue to follow you and your coverage on the new website. Give a plug to the website, my friend. Theresurgent.com. There will be a lot tonight. The Resurgent. Jamie Dupree in Iowa. We'll check back with you later on the broadcast, if that's all right with you, my friend. See if that's right, Mark. All right. uh, Iowa caucus coverage continues here on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSP. We do have boots on the ground in Iowa. Jamie Dupree's big manly boots, Aaron Coleman's little tiny boots. We'll check in with her from Channel 2 Action News. Political analyst Bill Crane will join us as well. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. But as always, we want to know your thoughts. Cruz wins Iowa, a battle for second place between Trump and Rubio. And a, a nail-biter on the Democratic side, Hillary Clinton up by one point. On Bernie Sanders. Your thoughts, 404 872 0750. Outside of Atlanta, 1 800 WSB Talk. Let's get the very latest from Iowa and the caucuses now from CBS Radio News. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mark Aram's going to go ahead and call it. Ted Cruz wins Iowa. GOP caucus, tight race for second and third right now. Trump. Barely leading Marco Rubio for the second spot. Joining us now live in studio, WSP political analyst Bill Crane. Bill, your immediate reaction to the uh, Cruz victory in Iowa? Well, he's had a strong ground game all along, but as the last week came together, things that were pretty concrete and telling were there were no vans for the Trump organization to rent. Iowa voters are very accustomed to literally being carried to these caucuses and then driven home pre-Uber. And uh, sometimes <laughs> dinner and drinks provided, uh, both in the Republican and Democratic caucuses. Mm-hmm. And there is snow falling. So there's weather. There's no way to get people around. The Trump campaign was late to the game. And as we discussed uh, a little bit better than a week ago Thursday at the last debate, the wheels start to come off the bus when it goes from talk, tweet, Facebook post to actually stepping up. Getting and, out there and yeah. doing things. Um, Bill Crane in studio. Again, Ted Cruz wins Iowa. Tight race for second. Right now, it's Donald Trump in second. Marco Rubio in third. Historically speaking, though, I mean, um, Harkin won Iowa. Santorum won Iowa. What does this mean uh, in the grand scheme of things, Bill? For Ted Cruz, it's credibility, some money. 
uh, lots of positive name identification. It's going to be a bad week for Donald Trump between here and New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And perhaps the second biggest winner on in more ways than one of tonight, well, two really kind of split it between Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side and Marco Rubio, particularly if he ends up in second place. There is only a percentage point left in the counties where he's trending ahead or counties where he's actually won. There's still some vote out. Um, if you look behind you, they're, you'll, they're calling it two, that Cruz is one. But when it's a percentage point of difference, remember four years ago, we did not know the actual winner of the caucus. It was originally called for Mitt Romney. Then right, it was, was 25-25. Yeah. And that's the same spread that there is between number two and number three right now. Uh, we got we got to step away for news, weather, and traffic. But um, I think even if Rubio is, is a close third, that's a huge victory for him as well. We're going to come back after news, weather, and traffic. Bill Crane in studio. Erin Coleman from Channel 2 Action News is in Iowa. She'll join us as well, as well as Greg Blues team from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Your thoughts. Ted Cruz wins Iowa. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Welcome back to the show, 1036-24 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight on this Iowa caucus coverage on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. You heard from Jamie Dupree in Iowa. Some breaking developments since we last spoke. Mike Huckabee suspending his campaign. Jamie Dupree told us about that, that he thought that might be coming about 20 minutes ago. So that's confirmed via Mike Huckabee on Twitter. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. In case you're just joining us, Ted Cruz wins Iowa. Donald Trump second and in very close third is Marco Rubio. We're awaiting Trump to speak in just a couple of minutes from Iowa. We do want to go to Iowa from Channel 2 Action News. Aaron Coleman joins us on the uh, joins us on the program. How are you, Aaron? Good, good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I, I know you were very busy covering all the good stuff there <laughs> in Iowa. Uh, what What's the reaction been to, A, the Cruz victory and the extremely tight race on the Democratic side? Uh, what are you seeing? A very interesting night here, to say the least. And you, you know the results are coming in. We're actually in what's called the media center, so we're watching those results come in on the big board. And... A bit of a surprise, a three-man race on the Republican side for most of the night. And then, as you mentioned, Ted Cruz projected the winner uh, on the Republican side and too close to call on the Democratic side. I think we we saw that coming. So uh, it's been a very interesting night, and, and a lot of the talk was about turnout. Are these voters going to turn out? Uh, we went to one of the caucus sites, a high school here earlier, very hectic at first, let me tell you, primarily because of the same-day registration here. You can register today, you can caucus today, and also record voter turnout. And we did see a little bit of that. The parking lot where we went to the caucus site, it was full. So a lot about voter turnout going into this. Uh, it's been very interesting to cover, to say the least, Mark. Aaron Coleman from Channel 2 Action News joining us live in Iowa. Now, we don't have the caucus uh, process here in in, in Georgia. Um, can, can you just give us an example of what it's like? I mean, we just go and we vote and we're done. These folks actually have to sit around and hear speeches and stuff. Uh, what, what's it all about? Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty interesting to watch. We went to a Democratic caucus site, and that's a little bit different, where you physically go to a different 
part of the room to support your candidate. So there will be a corner for Sanders, a corner for Clinton, and you physically move to that corner until you come up with a winner for that caucus site. The Republican side, a little bit different. It is kind of a secret ballot that you actually have a piece of paper that you write your candidate's name on and you put it in uh, a fish bowl, a popcorn bowl, a <laughs> Halloween candy bowl, whatever it is, and you count it out like that. So very interesting process. And a lot of the Iowans that we talked with said they like it like that because it gets them to engage with their neighbors. It gets them to engage with others, not just going into a voting booth or electronically casting your vote and walking out. Aaron, I would imagine, I mean, every year we kick off the campaign, or every four years we kick off the campaign coverage in Iowa. Do Iowans enjoy being the the center of the political universe right now? (laughs) I asked them that. You know, a lot of them were were not surprised that we were here from Atlanta, you know, in the media center. We have a lot of international outlets, people that are speaking different languages from Europe and Asia that are covering this. So I think by now they are used to it. You know, they will see us when we pop up and ask them questions at grocery stores. They're very, very nice, very polite, uh, but they're used to it. And I think they kind of get excited about it. Aaron Coleman joining us live from Iowa. Uh, When are you heading back uh, to the south? Do you know yet? Uh, We're leaving tomorrow morning. We're crossing our fingers on this uh, weather situation. We think we're going to be okay to get out. Uh, No snow has started falling yet, but we are heading out tomorrow morning. That was my concern that you might not beat (laughs) uh, beat the snow out here. Cross your fingers for us, okay? All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, Aaron. As always, you can follow her on Twitter, folks, at Aaron Coleman, WSB. I hope you escape the uh, the forthcoming blizzard, Aaron. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate right. it. Take care. And check her out on the Nightbeat 11 tonight, folks, on Channel 2. Aaron Coleman, my buddy. Um, all right, so if you're just joining us, Ted Cruz, uh, for the record, Longoria and Low T, I, uh, I called it first. I called it before CNN. I called it before Fox News. I called before CBS Radio that, that Ted Cruz uh You're like a modern-day Nostradamus. I am. And 12 hours ago, I predicted it. That's what I'm saying. I predicted it. Yeah. And I called it first. Jamie Dupree joining us now live in Iowa. It's been called by me and other uh, media outlets, Jamie, that Ted Cruz well, has then, won. Well, then, let's just go hands down <laughs> on it, Aram. Yeah. Would you uh, like to call the Democratic race? See what you can do with that one. Oh, no. Well, here's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset at the Democratic race right now. 87% of the vote in... And the margin between Hillary and Bernie Sanders is 0.58%. Who has 0.58%? Martin O'Malley. Yeah, exactly right. And here's why I'm upset with the Democrats. Because, you know, we called the Republican uh, race nice and early. And I was like, all right, we're going to be off the air at midnight. Now we might be counting ballots till three in the morning on the Democratic side, and Longoria well, shaking. We did his that head. in the Republicans <laughs> I, four years ago. I remember I sat that right here in my hotel room and waited and waited and waited and just never went to sleep. Exactly yes. right. There's 199 precincts left in that race, and so it's a six tenths of one percent edge wow. for Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. The uh, uh, the the precincts that I was at at the caucus side, I was at at an elementary school. You cannot imagine the lines of people to get in. It was just gargantuan, stretching down the street and around the school in the cold. It was really something to see. And it it wasn't just Bernie Sanders uh, people. It was a lot of Hillary Clinton people, Mm -hmm. too. And so uh, there was big turnout. I don't think the turnout was as big for the Republicans as for the Democrats, but we'll have to wait and see all that's, the numbers. That's very interesting. And so I just I just talked to Aaron Coleman from Channel 2, and I'll ask her the same question I asked you. Um, Iowans, they have to love being the focal point of the political world right now. Don't, don't they get into it like Kentuckians get into the Kentucky Derby and... 
and we get into SEC football. Like people in Iowa, have, they have to love being the focal point right now. Sure, but I think it gets old after a while for them. I mean, you, I've heard a lot of them say, you know, they can't wait until tomorrow when it's all <laughs> over and they can go back to not having to deal with all these out of towners and everything like that. The most amazing thing is. Uh, is when you go to these events, how many of them, they're ready to talk. I was trying to find somebody to interview yesterday in the crowd at the Sanders event, and I said to this one woman, can I ask you some questions? She said, no, I don't want to talk. And this other woman leaned right in and said, I'll do an interview. Wow. And so, I mean, they're <laughs> they're ready to go and everything like that. You know, let's, let's think about this. Perception. Uh, is the headline in the morning, Cruz wins or Trump loses? It's a pretty big headline. Uh, or how about, or do the pollsters lose? Because, again, we will see that, uh, you know, the numbers for Donald Trump mm-hmm. were uh, out of, you know, out of line with sure. what he came up with. And the other person who overachieved in this is uh, Rubio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, nobody had him up high. I kept saying I thought he had momentum, but the the polls really didn't show it. But he's, uh, I mean, I think uh, the I the, think the I think the headline register is, poll had him at fourteen, and he's going to be at almost twenty five percent. Well, it's it's obviously a great. And he he was just speaking speaking right now, actually, to supporters. Um, I I think the headline is Cruz wins, not Trump loses, because you you might remember two weeks ago, um, Cruz jumped up ahead of of Trump in the polls for for a minute there in Iowa, which I thought was pretty telling. And again, I I always had a hesitation that these Trump supporters, when they actually had to, you know put uh put the horse in front of the cart would would maybe shy away from from supporting donald trump for a well, number I, of reasons. I can understand why you would say that but trump in new hampshire i mean trump was guaranteeing victory here uh trump in new hampshire now the story is going to be about him a uh is he a loser and b are the polls wrong about him and c is he is he about to have the same thing happen in new hampshire well, I think that there will be a longer-lasting story about Trump this coming week. And I also think now you have to look back and wonder, was the idea of skipping that debate really smart? I don't think it was for Trump, because I think it gave an opening to Rubio especially. And I, I think you know the, the, the strong third-place finish for, for Rubio here bodes very well for him going forward to New Hampshire. The, uh, the endorsement of the South Carolina uh, senator is a huge boost for him there as well. Uh, so I think, uh, on the whole, the biggest winner tonight might be Marco Rubio. Um, you know, uh, overall, it could well be. I mean, uh, you know, Cruz, if you were going to stop Donald Trump, he had to lose in Iowa, mm-hmm. I think. Otherwise, I think the momentum would have been really big. Uh, but it, it could be a big boost for Rubio, especially because sort of the the Bush, Kasich, Christie, you know, those three want to get rid of him. And none of them did anything in Iowa even though they spent several days here uh, the last week. Uh, so for Rubio, this is a big, big deal, and I think it shows him that if he buckles down even more, he can really do even better. And his whole goal, of course, is to do better in New Hampshire than Christie and Kasich and Bush and force them to get out of the race and consolidate those votes even more. WSB's uh, Jamie Dupree live in Iowa. WSB political analyst Bill Crane in, in studio uh, Bill, uh, since we last spoke, uh, Mike Huckabee has suspended his campaign. Um, any surprise there? No, and there'll be more of those. And when you look down ticket below Marco Rubio, everybody else on the ballot in on the Republican side adds up to about 25% of the vote. And as mm-hmm. Jamie just referenced, the field's going to consolidate. There will be an establishment candidate. And those votes that are not already with Ted Cruz and Donald Trump aren't really going to grow that much. So the bulk of what's out of that 25% 
you would think would inure better towards Senator Rubio in those later states if it, it were to do that. If you combine the Cruz and Trump votes together tonight, Iowa's not representative of the whole country. It's about 48% of the vote. If you combine what Rubio got with the 25% out, it's about 48% of the vote. So you could end up with, by South Carolina, a three, four-man race for the GOP nomination. But I also think part of the story tonight is Hillary Clinton still has not sewn it up with yeah. 15% of the vote still out. And it does appear that the Democrats had more new voters tonight than the Republicans, at least looking as, as the GOP numbers solidify. What, about 135,000, Jamie? The precincts, precincts that I w- was in, that was very clear. There were many more new Democrats registering than there were Republicans. I just saw, though, that ABC, I think, is projecting that there will be uh, over 180,000 votes in the Republican caucus. So that's that's like 33% more than the record of mm. from four years ago. So it's still going to be a big increase for the Republicans, So, which uh, is, is a bit confusing because you would think that that big of a turnout would have helped Donald Trump, but in the end, it did not. Well, it did, the, at least what the numbers are showing now with 99% in, I don't see how they're going to get to 180, but if it does, yeah, that's about a 60 to 50 to 60% bump over the four years ago if hillary clinton does lose in iowa she's i mean oh, it's, it's a fait accompli she loses in new hampshire right so she would start oh and two uh in the primary as caucus she, process as she almost well she won new hampshire in 08 but yeah. it basically takes her from invincible to uh-oh and then you start hearing things like michael bloomberg and joe biden and other names start floating again and talk of a brokered convention Heads up, uh, Trump is evidently going to speak in the next few minutes. He was waiting until Rubio was done, is what I'm seeing. Can't before wait he for that John out. Dean moment. All right, well, let, let's do this then. Let's get an update. Howard from Dean. Howard, Howard Dean. Dean. Sorry. There, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's a John Dean moment. Breakfast there's sausage. a cancer upon the presidency <laughs> or something Dean. like yeah. that. Yes. yes. All right, uh, Jamie, we'll check back with you next hour from Iowa. See you then, Mark. All right, Bill Crane live in studio. Uh, we are waiting Donald Trump to speak. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. Longoria, if you can, roll on this uh, just in case it comes during the commercial break. If you can, roll on CNN. Even if you can, just nod your head and say, yeah, I'll do it, Mark. Okay. Uh, We'll come back, uh, hopefully, with the Donald speaking and your calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Here comes the Donald now. Executive decision. We're going to take him live? Yeah, we're going to take him live. All right, hang tight. Let's go to uh, CNN. Breaking news. Donald Trump, fresh off his second-place finish in Iowa, now taking the podium. One Mr. Donald J. Trump. Thank you. Let's take a listen. Thank you very much. I love you people. I love you people. Thank you. Unbelievable. I have to start by saying I absolutely love the people of Iowa. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So on June 16th, when we started this journey, there were 17 candidates. I was told by everybody, do not go to Iowa. You could never finish even in the top 10. And I said, but I have friends in Iowa. I know a lot of people in Iowa. I think they'll really like me. Let's give it a shot. They said, don't do it. I said, I have to do it. And we finished second. And I want to tell you something. 
I'm just honored. I'm really honored. And I want to congratulate Ted, and I want to congratulate all of the incredible candidates, including Mike Huckabee, who's become a really good friend of mine. So congratulations to everybody. Congratulations. I want to thank all of the folks that worked with us. We had a great team, and we will continue to have a great team. And uh, we're just so happy with the way everything worked out. And most importantly, I have to thank my wife and Laura and Eric and Vanessa and Don. They went out and they were doing speeches. And in fact, Don and Eric, I think you did about six speeches today. So I just want to thank my family. They have been so amazing and so supportive. Listen to Donald and we've Trump every speak indication. live in Iowa. On. We have a poll. We're at 28 points ahead. Okay, New Hampshire. We love New Hampshire. We love South Carolina. And we're leaving tonight. And tomorrow afternoon we'll be in New Hampshire, and that'll be something special. It's going to be a great week, and we're going to be up here next week. And I think we're going to be proclaiming victory. I hope. I will say this. I don't know who's going to win between Bernie. And Hillary, I don't know what's going to happen with Hillary. She's got other problems, maybe bigger than the problems she's got in terms of nominations. But we've had so many different indications and polls that we beat her and we beat her easily. And we will go on to get the Republican nomination and we will go on to easily beat Hillary or Bernie or whoever the hell they throw up there. That's Donald Trump speaking live in Iowa, fresh off his second place finish in the caucus. Cruz won, Trump two, Rubio three, and it's still a horse race on the Democratic side between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. This is Mark Aram on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram with you on this Iowa caucus night. If you're just joining us, Ted Cruz wins the GOP and... The Democratic race is is so close, Bill. This is the like nail biter. This is like a Smyrna City Council race. That's how few votes separate Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton right now. Point zero two percentage points. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Feel the burn. Hashtag feel the burn. This could open up though uh, another candidate jumping in the mix. We'll discuss that when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. Possibly a Michael Bloomberg. Possibly a Joe Biden. Um, this this uh, juggernaut that is uh, Bernie Sanders in Iowa, he's going to win New Hampshire, could open the doors for another candidate or two. To Al get Gore's out. available. Al Gore, is, <laughs> he is certainly available, absolutely. Does he still have that beard? The last know? time I saw him, he had the stubble. He didn't have the uh, Not the full beard. All right. Uh, we are full of stubble because we're in heavy political mode here on the Mark Aram Show. News, weather, and traffic. When we come back, Bill Crane live in studio. Jamie Dupree will join us live from Iowa, as will Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I really do want to take your calls at some point. Your thoughts on the Cruz win and the neck-and-neck battle on the Democratic side of things. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.